All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I hate to break the fishing news up, Ramchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations, you're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for like an orgasm. Might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Welcome into episode 259 of the Real Life Podcast. We are inching closer to episode 300. Start sending us on Twitter and Instagram. What do you want for episode 300 of the Real Life Podcast? And we'll make it a big Oh, I could be loaded. (laughs) Episode 300 brought to you by Oodle Noodle. 14 locations in Edmonton. Proceeds of all in-store and curbside pickup orders go towards local charities. Or if you don't want to leave your house, it's an 8 o'clock start. So maybe you want Oodle Noodle as your late night snack tonight. Skip the dishes. Uber Eats are available on all of that as well. Jay is here. Bag Milk is here. Oh, yeah. I want to just jump in and provide a quick Oodle Noodle update because I know sometimes people like to be let on the inside of things. So uh, I was reached out to on Twitter about Fort Saskatchewan. Uh, we're just, we're, we're just going through the paperwork of things. So we can't get to kind of detail of where and when and all that stuff. So that's coming. And St. Albert, we are very close to inching in on securing a location there. So stand by. And for our Calgary listeners, shit's about to get real. We are starting our plans and tying up a couple locations down in Calgary for some point in 2021. So I got a lot of work to do. You said oodle noodle coming to St. Albert. Yes. <laughs> Not doing uh-huh. Oh, that's unreal it. news. Unreal news. I'm excited to find out where the location is. Will it be walking distance from my house? I need to know. This is oh, exciting. I don't know where you live. You're in St. Albert, so I assume everything is walking distance. I actually, that is fair because I am like right in the middle of St. Albert. Like I pretty much am walking distance to like all four corners of the city of the city limits. So it probably will be walking distance from me. But anyways, that's exciting news. I know I know we have a lot of listeners in St. Albert, so I know they'll be fired up to hear that. Uh, all right, Bag Milk, you are here as well. Um, Beatcast, how's that been going? And this Oilers hot streak, this is unbelievable for you just because you haven't had to eat anything gross, right? Listen, when the Oilers were down by a field goal on Tuesday in the first period, I got to admit, I'll be the first to admit, I wasn't feeling very confident. I was feeling as though I was going to have another jackfruit kind of night and I was going to have to figure out how I was going to eat a whole can of this horrible, horrible food that somehow is being passed off as a vegan alternative to pulled pork. And I don't (laughs) understand it, Tyler. I don't understand it at all. It's very upsetting. It's very, very upsetting. So to have them come back with four straight goals and win, allowing me to drink a delicious nation beer instead of horrible jackfruit. Yeah, that's a good day. That's a real good day. That's an emotional roller coaster. Wow. That is a good day. It really was. It was, 
in the best way too in the best way because there's nothing quite like being dejected early on first shot goal against and you're like ah shit it's just not one of our nights tonight maybe but the boys like again I said this on the radio. I said it on the B cast shift by shift, goal by goal. They just kept chipping away and the Canucks got worn down and you could see the difference between a confident Oilers team and a non-confident, not confident Canucks team that just blew that leap. So it was fun. It was emotional yeah. ride and damn it. Am I drinking the Kool-Aid, you know? Oh, fuck. Yeah. How can you so not how, be drinking the Kool-Aid? How can't you like that game just gets you revved up. Exactly kind of same sentiments bag. Now, like that first goal goes in the way it goes in. They're like, fuck. And then all of a sudden we are kind of mounting this comeback, but we're hitting all these posts. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, the writing's on the wall. It doesn't matter how good we play. We ain't winning this game. But I was still drinking the Kool-Aid so much that I still had to hammer the Oilers when they were down 3 nothing at plus 540 and make that a very positive and profitable evening. Yeah, but, a lot of yeah. you guys, you know, I was seeing that on social. There was a lot of believers in the Oilers that were betting up well, for that first period. So congrats on well, that one. Here's the well, thing. Well, like when you have McDavid and Dreisaitl, like for most teams in the league, if you're going to come back from being down three, nothing, you need like fucking everything in that game to go right. You need like to check every little box. Nothing can go against you. Like you can't be hitting goalposts and all that. You look at the Oilers, man, when you can a just throw McDavid or Dreisaitl over the boards every second shift and you're only down by three they hit a couple of posts as well. Like they didn't get every little bounce they needed and they still won that game in regulation. Like how can you not be confident when this team goes down that they can just, you know, all right, let's start taking some chances. Let's open up the offensive floodgates and see what happens. It was an unbelievable win. We've got the firepower. And uh, I said this, I don't know if you guys saw in the pregame pregame show, but we do this uh, segment uh, with our new sponsor, Deuce Vodka about which name, like a player in which mode we need them to be to contribute for that game. And mine was centered around Dominic, Dominic Cahoon. And my, uh, my logic was uh, he got, they got, they broke up. He got, mm-hmm. you know, demoted to the third line and now he's getting his chance back. So now they're making up. So the couple, the, 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 the German dynamic duel broke up and now they're makeup. So I, I was, I was hoping for Dominic Cahoon to enter makeup sex mode. And that's why I also bet him to score. And not only did he score, he scored twice. Yeah, that's yeah. real nice. That's real nice. I, You know what? And I got to tell you, just because I've been having some weird wizard ways lately, hitting a goal prop is real nice. Oh, because I had, I had a little bit of risky business on Tyler Ennis on Tuesday night. And when he got that lucky bounce off his leg goal to get me at plus 500, whew, <laughs> you know, that one feels good. So that's who, a side of the hockey gods are on your side. The hockey betting gods are on your side. That was all woo woo to put that in. Charles, I know you're itching to jump into the conversation here now that you're on the pod, but bag milk, who should we be going with tonight for a goal prop? I'm feeling a little like group sweat here going. Can we throw a couple bucks on someone? Yeah, Ooh, you know yeah. What? absolutely. We throw a few shekels on a couple of people and my risky business today. And I like this one. I'm liking it a lot, Tyler. I got, I got uh, Tyson Berry plus 530 to score tonight. Let's do Ooh. it. I, yeah, I you know what he's like, due. I feel like he's due. I feel like the power play is going to get some chances. I think that uh, they've been a little bit sluggish over the last couple of games, so I think they're due for a big power play night, and I think Tyson Berry will be a part of it. Plus 530, a little bit of risky business on Tyson Berry today. My pregame uh, podcast bet of the game was McDavid over a point and a half as well. Chalmers, what's up, man? Not much, guys. Not much. That was an exciting game. I, I, um, I, I was listening to Jay there talk about that Vancouver game. And uh, it's the funny thing is I viewed that game a little differently right off the bat. When they scored and they went up a couple goals, I had n- nothing but confidence that they would come back and win it. And the reason why was because at one point we were hemming them in their zone in the first period, like for yeah. minutes and minutes and minutes. They'd come down and they'd score a, a shitty goal. And then – it happened twice, and I was thinking, we've had the play in their zone for the majority of this thing, and um, I looked up at the shots, and it was 9-6 them, and I was shocked. I had like been viewing the game, and, and my analysis up to that point was, we're running the play, and so it's funny how you say that you didn't, you, you were like, I don't know how they're going to come back from 3-1, to one. well... I mean, I had, like, I, I was, it was one of those games where I was like, this ends in an Oilers win, 4-3. Like, it just has to, because 
they're absolutely dominating this team. And on our text thread, I even said, I'm like, there's only one part of our game that doesn't look good. The support from the forwards and the defense, the way they move it around in the offensive zone right now is just like, it's picture, like it's picturesque. It's beautiful. But Smith looked a little shaky. I have to admit that every shot that was taken on him kind of had that feeling like, oh, that was lucky. Oh, does he have it? Like it's bouncing around him. And, and so, I don't know. I was just really excited because, yeah, we all – I think we all said on, a, on our group text that we all did pretty well in the betting that night. And I think tonight Tyson Berry is a great choice. But I also – like, what's Yamamoto's um, uh, uh, cool. odds to score? His odds to that score tonight? Guy, uh, plus 250. He, yeah. That dude is creating turnovers in, 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 the defense, in the offensive zone so well right now that he's got to get rewarded for it. That kind of play yeah. – that type of tenacity on the defenseman, it go, it gets rewarded sooner or later. And so yep. I like Yamamoto. I also think Archibald, God, he's got to be due for something too. If he's we're been scoring a bit lately though. Yeah. Yeah. But you notice that too, when we were, when we, when we all hammered that Boucher to, or Bouchard to get two and a half shots, ah. that the game script of this last game was so much better. Like when I've noticed that they work it back to the point so much on five on five and it always is get it back to the point and then cross ice and then shot like, and it's working a lot. Yeah. Well, they are, uh, they were zipping the puck around on that man advantage too. Like it, there was just a lot of really good things in that game. And like yeah. uh, we were talking before we started recording and I, I mentioned it briefly, like they hit a couple posts, the crossbars, McDavid thought he scored at some point. Like, it's not even like they just came back. They get a one that came like six, three, man. Like it was, it was yeah. just nuts. Um, it's, but we got to we, sorry we got to give kudos to Mike Smith though like yep. he, he bounced did, back like off. like that's that's normally a game that could just be like okay well he's gonna let in five and he he bared down and bounced back yeah, within that game and that was a huge reason to allow us to keep hitting posts and figure it out and now McDavid just kind of reset his sights just a little bit so it falls under the bar but um, yeah. Amazing. Anyway, sorry, I, I interrupted. I, I was happy. I was happy they didn't pull him after the third goal. Well, I, that's I, what I was I, gonna. I was gonna bring. The, I I was. I was a little bit surprised that he started the second period. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I hung all three outside of the first one. The first one was gross, but outside of that one, I didn't. I wasn't gonna hang the other two on Smith. So I thought Tippett might just change it up, just as one of those. All right, boys, we need to get going type moves. But that late goal by Cahoon maybe changed that tactic a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we what got a, a new segment. We got a new segment coming up on uh, on the real life podcast. And actually, I think the best way to frame this, Jay, is that we're gonna you're gonna be hearing a lot more of Jason Strudwick on the Nation if you're a fan of the Nation podcast and live streams and videos and all that. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. So Struddy's going to join us here in a couple of minutes. Going to get his thoughts on a few Oilers thing. I want to ask him about being a player on a team when the coach has been fired. Does it spark you? Is that a real thing? Uh, But Struddy's going to join us in a few minutes. Before we get to that, I got my Manscaped package dropped off the other day. So I finally got my hands on the razor and all of that stuff. And the other thing too, the, the ball rub, that's, that's a great product. I was feeling good. I got to ask you though, Tyler, did you take the trimmer on its maiden voyage? Because I certainly did. I gave the old tackle a full detailing Tyler. And I got to tell you, there is no pinching or clipping and manscaped came through with a hell of a product. I added a full club length. I feel like <laughs> to the bag. So and uh, incredibly impressed. So I was the same way. So you hold in your hands and you turn it on and it gets going. And at first I was like almost a little bit like intimidated. I was like, okay, like they say skin safe technology and all that. Like I, I, I was nervous. And then after about 15, 20 seconds, I was just, oh, I was just cruising man. Oh yeah. Detail. And you know, like the thing that's also hilarious is that it's also got a flashlight in there for where the sun don't shine. So, you know what? You can get every nook and cranny without fear of pinching or clipping. And I think that is a hell of a product from Manscaped. It is. If you want to get in on this, head to manscaped.com. And uh, the thing I love is the performance package. That's what I've gotten my hands on now. You get the lawnmower 3.0 with its skin safe technology, no pinching, just like Bag Milk said. You get the crop preserver. You get the crop reviver, which is ball toner and refresher, which is what I used. And it felt, um, oh man, I do. 
I'm not going to get into too many details here, but you also get the magic mat. You also get the weed whacker. And uh, on top of that, a free travel bag and a pair of their boxers. All of that is regular 295. It's marked down now to 160. But if you use the promo code real life, it's another 20% off and free shipping on top of that. If you don't need the whole package, maybe you just need one or two little things in there. You can uh, go in the promo code real life works on everything on manscape.com and it gets you that 20% off and free shipping. So some great stuff going on with our partnership with manscaped. And it's a, a great idea for you to go take advantage of that. Chalmers. What's up? I'm pretty excited about this. I, when I was told that we were getting a package from manscape, I was expecting uh, some creams and some, uh, maybe some lotion, but we actually got razors and all that. Oh, oh yeah, buddy, oh, you're gonna, oh, I'm excited. Buddy, you should be excited. I gotta, I gotta come pick this thing up, Jr. No more yeah, kitten do. in the tall grass, Chalmers. You will be excited, my friend. Oh, all right. Look forward to it. Manscape.com promo code real life. Free shipping and 20% off. Also, just because this is at the top of my mind and we're reading advertisements, someone tweeted me, uh, Stony C said, where does one find Nation Beer? Is there a chain of stores that carries it? And I believe the best way to still find it is to go on liquorconnect.com, right? And just search for Nation Beer. And yep. from there, you can, uh, it'll just give you a map of like which stores around you are carrying it. So um, that's the best way to do it. If you hear us talking about Nation Beer by Dog Island and you want to get your hands on some, go to liquorconnect.com, punch it in, click where to buy. And uh, this says uh, 16 stores in the Edmonton area are carrying it, two down in the Red Deer area as well. So if you want some Nation Beer for uh, for the Oilers, big game on Saturday night against the Maple Leafs. That's how you can get your hands on some. If you really want to narrow it down even further, if you're having a hard time finding it, you shouldn't. But the the uh, the product code for Nation Beer is eight three two five nine nine on Liquor Connect eight three two five nine nine. So you'll be able to Perfect. find it there, no problem. And then when you do get your hands on it, look at the barcode and tell me what you see. There's a little Easter egg there for really me. little Easter egg. That's awesome. I got to tell you, I got accidentally piled up on Nation Beer last night. <laughs> accidentally. Well, you know what it was. It was. I just, we, I was having a, a fun zoom chat with some buddies and it just got carried away. And then next thing you know, you're looking at a, a stack of dead soldiers beside you and it's midnight on a Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever Happen, happens to the best of us. All right. We got our uh, guest to get to here. Jason Strodwick joining us on the real life podcast. He is brought to you by vision VR training, train your hockey brain to see the plays to make with off ice reps on their virtual reality training system located in St. Albert, Check out visionvrhockey.com to book your session. I'm excited to get out and try it. Struddy, welcome back to the pod. Ooh, bright red shirt for Struddy too. Looking good. Yeah, looking sharp. Yeah, this is part of my Eddie Bauer collection, guys. One of the pieces <laughs> I have. Uh, I don't know why you guys are laughing. I, I just rediscovered Eddie Bauer, and it's it's quickly become one of my favorite places. Look at the look at the finishing touches on this. The details, nice and tight around the biceps as well. So it's showing <laughs> off the guns for you. <laughs> nice form fitting shirt you got on there. <laughs> my wife loves it. I I got to wear a sweater over top of this thing, or she gets a little too excited. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh strutty uh a couple areas i want to get to you here excited to have you kind of around the nation a little bit more here talking a little hockey but the first area i want to go to here is darnell nurse and there's some buzz online like oh does he belong in the norris conversation and all that stuff before we get to that he's taken a big step clearly this year for you as a former defenseman what are the big differences you've noticed in in nurse's game well, let's talk about what we know about him from previous years. He's very athletic. He's a good, strong skater. Um, you know, he's intimidating. That's for sure. But I think the biggest thing we've seen this year is um, he's playing more between the dots. So it's, you know, when you're that athletic and cover that much ground so quickly, you have a tendency to really run out of position. Um, and that was something we've seen him done, do before. And a lot of times you look at some of the best defensemen in the league, they're the ones that move the least. You know, they're in the right position. They know where the other team is trying to get it. We have the advantage as D-men you know that the other team is trying to get the puck to the net. So, you know, stay between the dots, make them come into those areas. They're not going to score from outside the dots. Uh, and he's doing a better job of that. And then I think the, the other piece of it is, is kind of, you know, having a little bit better on ice awareness. You know, who's around you? Who's, who's open? You know, think about the game the other night against Oilers uh, with Vancouver. Quinn Hughes, two times, two times, he didn't look over his shoulder. Don McCahoon is doing whatever he wanted. And we've seen those from Donald Nurse in the past. But that's young defensemen learning how to play the game. 
Yeah. How much of it is just sort of experience? Like we went through that with Petrie here in Edmonton, right? Where he was, he was young, getting thrown into these big situations, having to play top four minutes when he clearly wasn't ready. How much of it? And we talked, talked about this a little bit last time you were on with Bouchard, but like just time and reps, how important is that? Well, it does take a lot because you, know, you start to figure it out and you start to see these situations over and over and over again. And that's what I, I think that the difference between a, a first-year player and a 10-year player uh, or a, a five-game player and a 400-game player is that you've seen the same thing happen so many times. Uh, you, you've seen two-on-ones uh, and how you want to play them. You've seen uh, you know, how to rush out a guy in the corner, uh, you know, how to check out your shoulder. All of those things just become instinctual rather than thinking about them. So you know, for a guy like Darren Nurse, he's, he's well on his way. To, to getting there. And then you look at the opposite, which is Ethan, uh, Evan Bouchard, you know, Evan's just starting his career. Um, you know, I know Jay Downton's still looking to trade him for uh, an offensive mm-hmm. zone face off. We've talked about this. Whoa, we've been sorry. able to move. We've been able to move on. Sorry, <laughs> I, I didn't think you were paying attention. Yeah, I didn't think you were paying attention. So sorry. Sorry. So, um, you know, like I was saying, you know, uh, before I was really interrupted, uh, when, you, when you have a setup like Evan Bouchard, he's playing the position he can handle right now. Like, not that he won't be a, a top flight defenseman. Right now, he's uh, emotionally and physically ready to handle bottom six um, forwards. And if you can play mostly against those guys with some minutes up against top other guys when it happens, but he'll do just fine and he'll figure it out. And then maybe, you know, 50 games, 100 games, time takes another step, then another step. So I think Ken Holland really understands that well. And he's done a good job of making sure that there's a process with these young players. Strides a big conversation around the nation over the last little while has been Caleb Jones not getting into the lineup. But Slater Cuckoo, obviously, he's got the chance to get something done here. What did you think of his first game in? Played, uh, you know, just a little over 12 minutes in the first game back. Against well, I him. think against the situation, I will look, let's look what he does well. He really moves well. He's very mobile. He can move the puck. Um, those are what he's good at. I think that this year, um, the expectations from, you know, Maybe the team, I, I, I don't really know the team, but for sure the fans and the media were that Caleb Jones was a top four defenseman. And it's one thing to, to start a season uh, as an as a, you know, expected extra guy to take on those extra minutes as a top four guy instead of going to your being the man. You know, all of a sudden he was expected to be it. And I think that maybe at this point in his career, that was a little bit too overwhelming. Um, now all of a sudden he's taken out of the lineup. Uh, he was working with Playfair. They're working on some details of his game. And he was put in a position, much like the conversation with Evan Bouchard, where he had, the, you know, he was playing, I think, I want to say, a, yeah, I think he just said 12 or 13 minutes. Yeah. Um, those are minutes he can handle. And let him get his legs underneath him, get him feeling good about himself, then work his way up again. Because you know there's going to be an injury to the left side uh, of, the, of the deal. Or to, you know, they've already had Slater Cuckoo. You hope there's not more, but there's going to be some injuries. So just let him work his way up there. And now, you know, maybe a year from now, we're talking about a guy who can play those top four minutes but you know i saw a lot of people really getting uh, you know worked up there they were twisting up their wallets so rattled i'm like just just calm down it's a long season it's not where you start the season it's where you end and that's not just for teams but it's for individuals on those teams as well they're uh, going up against the Vancouver Canucks tonight. And the buzzword we keep hearing about Oilers opponents is desperate. You know, they go to play the flames last week and it's like, careful, that's a desperate team. And then they're playing the Canucks this week. And it's like, Oh, a desperate team. You got to watch out for a desperate team. For me, like a good team is never really desperate. It's just like bad teams that aren't winning. They become desperate. Do you buy anything into the whole, like a desperate team is dangerous thing? Or are you just kind of like, eh, the better team will come out and win. Yeah, no, I think there are teams that are desperate, but I think the Vancouver Nets were very desperate last game to start. Um, you know, I, and I, I, I mentioned that I think the thing they had to do, the Oilers, was just kind of hang on because you know they're going to come out hard. But desperate is not confident. Let's be those two things clear. Like, you know, there's sometimes definitely a couple of guys in this podcast have walked into a bar very desperate to meet a lady. It does not mean that they were confident. No disrespect to pretty much everyone else on this screen except for me. I, I, I think that we have to... Oh, you guys, listen, this, let's not take shots at each other. I'm trying to be positive here. Uh, yeah, Strides is shooting first, asking, apologizing after. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, like the Vancouver has a very desperate, but they weren't confident. And that, that goal at the end of the first period is huge for the owners because it all of a sudden got the Canucks thinking, you know, oh my God, like this is going to happen again. But the Oilers, on the other hand, I think they're confident, but I believe they're confident because they believe in what their coach is telling them. And you listen, I always listen to what the players say because oftentimes the coach says something. If the players repeat it, the players probably really believe it. After the game 
last uh, night against, or two nights ago against the Canucks, uh, Leon Dreisel went out of his way to talk about the idea that we, we want to win games 3-2. You know, we want to be uh, consistent in our play. And to me, that, that should be like so much, it should be like, you know, hockey porn for all the Oilers fans that, that are listening because that to me, it means that they're understanding that they have to play a consistent way, whether you're winning or losing, you're just the same way all the time. Oh, you lose a player, no problem. We slip a different guy in. And I think that is what is looking different from this Oilers team now. Can they keep it going? That, that's the question. But usually if, if you can count on your um, systems to, to keep you level, your, your top guys will have some great moments. Then the bottoms aren't quite so low. So you're going to be more consistent. So let's look for that again tonight. Yeah, they're going to come out desperate and maybe they're changing up their lineups a bit. Vancouver, that is. But the order is just the same way. Just keep playing the same way. A uh, big thing that came out the other day, Struds, and I'm wondering if you knew about this and maybe were sitting on it. Leon Dreisaitl comes out in his availability and drops Nuggy. As a, yeah. <laughs> a nickname for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Did you know that one? Because that was a surprise to me. I'd I, I never heard it before. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's a good name. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it's not. You, you like it, Chalmers? Oh, come on, Chalmers. I don't like it. Nuggy? Nuggy's not good. Nuge. You know, yeah. Nuge is perfect. We don't need to yeah. go any, any further than that. Well, let, let's just hope that they're able to call uh, Nuge or Nuggy, whatever they want to call him, next year uh, yeah. with the Oilers. Yeah. I think that's that's yes. something that you should maybe be thinking about. I know there's been a lot of conversation about, but no, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that nickname. Um, you know, I think a lot of times a lot of the nicknames aren't known to the fans in the media unless someone drops a dime, uh, like uh, Dry Settle did the other night. Were you just always struds or strutty, or did you have anything different? Well, you know, as a younger man, I was, uh, I enjoyed going out, enjoying my stuff. And uh, I earned a nickname, Night Train. Um, you know, I'm not quite like that anymore. I'm more like a, a slow tugboat. Uh, but uh, <laughs> as a younger man, I was pretty fun. And um, <laughs> you said it was Night Train? Night Train, yeah. So I was playing in the minors my second year. And that year, I didn't miss one game. I played every game. And I didn't miss one party. If a guy was even going out for a beer, I was going with him. And um, it was amazing. Like, it was such a fun year. Uh, the next year, I had to buckle down. And I, I had to slow down <laughs> a little bit. But that one year, man. <laughs> what, about was, year 20, what about in 2021? A couple of China Whites and the Night Train come back out or what? Oh, yeah. He's always around. I mean, he's always there. But <laughs> harder when you have three kids driving a minivan around to really they start pumping out uh, you know a little night train by uh, guns and roses. <laughs> I thought maybe it was for the same reason that there was a Pittsburgh Steeler back in like the 60s and they called him Night Train Lane because he used to just he used to use the forearm tackle where he would just yeah. stick out like a clothesline and he would yeah. just kill people like hard so yeah. yours is about uh, the bar I respect that a little bit more though yeah uh, you know if you can't do it on the ice you got to do it in the bar and what's this China white bag milk? You, you think that he's a China white guy? I know he oh, is. He is China. a documented on the record oh, China white guy. I know. It. I love it, buddy. It, when, when I die, they're going to open oh, up my, my stomach. God. You're going to find a, a ball this big of cinnamon. That's how much is in my <laughs> tummy. I love But the cinnamon on top. Oh, so good. <laughs> That'll mix well with all the other drinks I'm sure you're having. All the yeah. vodka soda. <laughs> yeah. Colonel yeah, exactly. City. Uh, oh, Stretty, one of the other big pieces of news that came out this week was uh, the Habs moving on from Claude Julien behind the bench. Jay is a big believer that when a team fires their coach, and I co sign, by the way, they Thank get a back, huge though. push. They get a huge push. Is that true? Like in the room, like what's going to be kind of said in that Habs room when they find out that Julian was fired? Like, how do things kind of work there? Well, I can only talk from my own experience and I was playing for the Canucks and uh, we had Mike Keene as a coach and I'll never forget it. I was home uh, during the all-star break and uh, I was at the, I was at a uh, uh, local establishment and all of a sudden across the ticket <laughs> on TSA, it says uh, Canucks fire uh, Mike Keenan and um, you know, Mark Crawford, the new coach. And I was sitting with Marty McSorley and Sean Brown. I'm like, well guys, my night's over. And I, I just left a couple <laughs> hundred bucks and I walked out and went home and uh, that was it. And it was very unsettling. You know, I can tell you, um, you know, I think whether you're the best player or the worst player on the team, it's very unsettling because you don't know what the new guy has planned. You know, they, you know there's a lot of talk like, you know, with my child about he's going to, you know, slowly change this or slowly change that, maybe the power play. And if you're in any of those situations, you don't know if all of a sudden you're the guy. Uh, and I remember when Mark Crawford came in, it was great for me. I got to play a ton, uh, but you know, you're still, it could have gone differently, you know, either way. So it's, it's very unsettling. So I think that unsettledness makes your legs move a little quicker. And I think there is an initial bump, 
but the same issues persist with a team, right? So the coach has come in and adjust those issues. Like their power play needs to be better in Montreal. Um, you know, how do you get yeah, a little more offense out of some of your players? How do you maybe make your sentiment be five years older? So I think those are all issues that they have to figure out. But um, I think initially you get a bump. Yeah, and yeah. I think oh, thank I agree. You. That's, that's so good to hear. No, but JR, it's not for the same reasons you think. Like I think in all sports, when the coach goes away, that next game, bet on that team because they're going to come out just like what Trud just said for basically like they want to show the organization like, look, I'm here to like this is there's uncertainty now. I, I don't like the writings on the wall that things are that things are happening. So you play well, but it doesn't last like and that and, and it has nothing well, to do with the coach. It has to do with but, the fact that uh, that's happens. not that's not that's not the point. My thing is, is from a sports betting thing. I yeah, always yeah. bet on teams after they fire a coach because, you know, they're going to win the next couple of games because. There's the there's the reason why Strud's pointed out. There's also I think in, in Strud's I know if you will correct me if I'm wrong here uh, is if a coach has lost the room, like that's just like and he gets removed, like that's just like that that that, that, that like opens up the players also to be free and easy. Think about when oh was it when we fired Eakins and was it Todd uh, Nelson that coached yeah. us the rest of the way and we went on like a semi heater for like the last quarter of the season. Because, like, the boys were just, like, fast and loose. And it was, like, a totally different team. I wish it was, like um, – anyways. Um, so, there's also that element to it. So, that's why I kind of uh, – I, I like it. It's kind of like the players now feel like like so, a monkey or some kind of dark cloud has been removed. So, they feel a bit more loose and open and maybe unlocks a little bit of confidence to go out and play to their abilities. Uh, and that's the thing that I like to bet on. So, tonight, I'm going to be betting on the hats. Seems like your logic is uh, is pretty sound here, but yeah, like is that a part of it too, Stardy? Like sometimes with that older coach gone, like some players might just be like, ah, oh, it's like a, like yeah. Jay said, like a dark cloud's gone. Yeah, well, every coach has a whipping boy, right, or, or whipping boys where they just hammer on it. So when that is removed, you know, maybe that player finds a breath of fresh air. But I mean, coaches do have to make adjustments, and um, you know, if I, if I remember correctly, I think when Todd Nelson came in. It was, it, was a, it was a way more relaxed dressing, but I think also he got the guys to play a little faster with some speed. You know, Dallas at that time was really trying to be a controlling coach and he had a version of the way he wanted to play. Um, you know, and I, I, well, it didn't work, uh, obviously. Um, you know, it doesn't work for a lot of coaches, but, um, you know, I think that, that that freedom to play, um, so there will be an initial bump, but you still, you have to kind of address what the problem is, um, you know, in pretty short order and have a plan, but you can't, like, if you if, if the team changes coach on Monday, we have a game Tuesday, you're not overhauling your whole game plan in 24 hours. Mm. Strutty. Appreciate the time, man. Thanks for doing this. Look forward to chatting some more. Yeah, guys, I didn't know we had to all wear hats. So I'll make sure that I'm wearing a hat like you four. I mean, I'm the most bald guy and all you four guys are wearing. Oh, sorry. Chalmers. That wasn't a shot, but everyone else is uh, wearing hats <laughs> tomorrow night or next time. I don't care what anybody says. I love your hair, buddy. Don't, <laughs> don't let any, and I don't know why everybody always goes to like chirp you on it. Like right, it's your thing and I don't get it. Uh, okay. All right. Have a good one. Stratty. See you guys. See you. Stratty. There you go. That is Jason Strudwick for vision VR hockey. Train your hockey brain to see the place. He talked about, you know, knowing those reps as a defenseman, knowing what decisions to make in different scenarios. That is all stuff Vision VR Hockey can help you with, help your child with. If they're a young hockey player who one day wants to be just like Jason Strudwick, check them out. They're located in St. Albert. You can book your session at visionvrhockey.com. Fox Strudy's a beauty. And oh, he's just so that funny. there is a bump when the coach gets fired. Yes, and it's his nickname like, is Night Train. The, the yes, Night Train, and he just all he said was that there is a bump, but it's not sustainable. So it's not like. But that, that's it, not what we're talking about. Yeah, that not, wasn't yeah. what we were going at. I'm not saying okay. bet on the just, Habs just to win saying. the cup. I'm just saying bet on the Habs to win tonight. Yeah. I am not. I am betting on the Jets tonight. We're looking for some fast uh, money in Hab in Hab country. Tonight. That's right. Well, I'll do a Habs, do a Habs Oilers parlay. Let's go. No, I see. Then you're fucking with the system. You just you isolate it to just the one single outcome, and then you do all your other other stuff. Do you think the others are going to win? Yeah, I think the others are going to win. The Canadians are going to win. No. I Jay, do so. you think the Habs are going to win? I think the Habs are going to win. So what's fucking with the system? If you think they're both going to win, I don't. I don't want to par. I, I don't want to parlay it with the Oilers game, and the other reason why I don't want to is because 
I'm what I want to, I want to live bet the Oiler game again. Cause it's been, that's been just fantastic as of late. No, what else has been fantastic, Jay, this podcast. So saith Amore nine, we got a five-star review. Great pod for anything but Oilers talk. This is the most <laughs> random off the rails out of left field rambling pod in rambling pod in all of the sports pods I listen to. And it's not close, which is why I love it. You never know. It's going to be talked about recent example. 30 minutes on Uber eats and manscaping was hilarious. <laughs> Keep up the great work boys. That's from Adam and Oak Okotoks. Uh, Adam today was pretty on the rails. So I apologize for that. We've been keeping it pretty straight hockey talk, except for the manscape part. Keeping it straight. Richard gives us a five-star review as well with a title of six to midnight. He says, boys, thanks for the Manscaped promo code. Bought the performance package almost immediately. The pod usually gets my number from six to midnight. Now it may do the same for, for the misses. Thanks for making the long shifts easier to manage down at the old refinery. Hashtag shout out to Brown Bear. And then finally, finally, we got another one coming in. This was two of the better hours of my week is the title of this five-star review. Just a great pod for hockey talk and real life. From Wanye and Jay's business insights, bag milk segues, Chalmers derailing interviews, and Yaremchuk's passive-aggressive production keeps it fresh every week. As a Leafs fan from Ottawa, this is genuinely one of the best hockey podcasts out there. Some of the best wow. interviews I've listened to. Keep up the good work. That is a trio of five-star reviews. Please keep those coming in. I will continue to read them. So thank you very much to our listeners. Those are a Leafs reviews. fan in Ottawa. That's amazing. Leafs fan in Ottawa listening to a podcast that is sometimes about the Edmonton Oilers. That's a hell of a combination right there. <laughs> thank you. Leave and a it looks review. Like moving some units from Manscaped as well. So thank you to the listeners for. Yeah, that was cool. Code. Yeah, that's yeah. really Check good. Check out our Neanderthal tea on Leafs Nation. And uh, keep on t- telling your friends about the podcast as well is a uh, is a big one here because I'm just looking at the numbers and we are getting close to our most downloaded month ever, I believe. So if you can tell some friends about it, keep chugging away or plugging away on the podcast here. Let them know. I'm also just seeing right now from Ryan Rashog. Sounds like Ethan Bear is going to be in the lineup. Tonight. Ooh, who so comes we'll... out? Awesome. I don't know who's coming nobody. out. Nobody. Nobody has to, I thought, because. Uh, Somebody's got to come out. Bouchard, yeah, one we'll... of Bouchard or Jones has to come out. I, oh, I, I, Jones. I, I, my vote would be Jones. Yeah, big time. That seems like an Jones is still a little nervous. Like, I remember one play in, in particular where he, he, he walked the puck into the zone, crossed the blue line, and just like panicked and forced a pass that did not need to happen that turned into an immediate turnover so maybe he's not ready yet when, so I'm i also happy we were where ethan bear's gonna go is he gonna go back with daryl or is he gonna go maybe on the second pairing because nurse and barry has worked well of late i don't think you can break up nurse and barry at first i no. kind of said no you go bear back on the top pair but uh yeah i i think you need to go back you need to keep that nurse barry going when could we you do bear and bouchard start- Baron Bouchard, move Bouchard to the left. So you can fire up dad for the one T. Yeah. My dream situation would actually be moving Larson to the left side. I think Larson's not a good puck mover anyways, and you're not losing a lot by taking away his stick on the boards. So I would actually flip Larson to the left side and I would go with like Russell Bouchard, Larson bear as my pairings. Okay. Speaking of Larson, yeah, I, did you see uh, when dry kind of got annoyed with him or something yes. from the last game when Larson missed him with a pass and yep. kind of gave one of those shoulder shrugs. He does that a little bit. I think Larson's frustrating everybody. I know he's frustrating me a lot. He's been good he's lately. Been, defensively, he's been good lately. Yeah. Well, I, I wonder about that. Bouchard. I think well, for a guy we were like talking Larson, about Bouchard the other. Oh, sorry, bag milk, Hugo. I think for a guy like Larson too, like you know, he's like we talk about the Nugent Hopkins contract a lot, and rightfully so. But Larson's also a guy that needs a new deal at the end of this. And Zach Lang posted a report up on the site a couple of days ago that no talks have been made with Will Larson camp. So doesn't surprise me. Is weighing on him. I don't know. I like, I, he might be back, but if he's only coming back, if he takes a haircut, like there's no way he's getting 4 million from this team again. No, no, absolutely. no, no. But is, is that, but is he getting 4 million somewhere else? That's why I think it's not surprising that we haven't seen any sort of negotiations yet. Like, I think he's a guy who, 
maybe he goes out to the open market to be like, ah, will someone, you know, pay me? Cause there are teams who will look at him just as like, Oh, gritty, gritty shutdown D man. And there are GMs who might give him that. Um, but I think he might test the market and then maybe circle back to him and then go, you know, I kind of like it here. Maybe, maybe the two and a half, $3 million deal to be on your third pairing yeah. is the worst thing in the world. The flat cap situation will be tough for that, for him. It'll be tough so, for a lot of people. Like, you know, well, it's tough for everyone to be honest. It's tough for the Nuge. Yeah. Like, like, that's I, the only thing that's really complicating things. If we knew the cap was going to be like 86 million next year, Nuge would already be inked to the deal. We all think he's going to get into. Yeah. I still think Nuge is going to get signed anyway, because it's just, like, even Elliot Friedman in 31 thoughts is just like the team wants them. The player wants to be there. Like, what better and, starting point can you find? And we keep hearing like, oh, the economics are tough though. And I wrote about this in my rumors blog today. Yes, the economics are tough for the Oilers. The economics are tough for all 30, soon to be 31 other teams as well. Like if the Oilers with their $25 million in cap space can't afford to be the highest bidder for Ryan Nugent Hopkins, then who can afford it? Because he's not going to a contender. It's simple mm-hmm. as that. He can either get the payday or he can stay here. And I think it's kind of simple as that. Um, anyways, we're switching gears a little bit now, getting to no, our don't switch at your Remchuk. Do not yeah. do not switch real quick, Remchuk, because yeah. I want to I want to pump your tires because I read your rumors article and I I can't get Victor Arvidsson out of my head. I know. Fuck, yeah. that'd be a nice player on this team, man. I, I don't even understand why he would potentially be on the table. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those ones that doesn't make sense to me. Four, he's 27 yeah. years old. He scored at a 30-goal pace, I think, three times in his career now, three times in the last four years. $4.25 million for like three more seasons. Fuck, that's a guy. If he's available, you move a lot to get Victor Arvids in here. And he plays hard. He's fast. He plays hard. And that's Imagine, why I, like, he, like, I don't get Tippett it. would love him. I, yeah. I don't know what he is as a person, but like character wise, but like as a player. Whew. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Now we get to our betting segment brought to you by oddshark.com. All the sports betting information you need to make the sharper play. Scott Hastings dropping into the pod right now. Scott, you're a Leafs fan. You hear these predators rumors. Is there anyone in Nashville that you're hoping the Leafs, you know, vulture in and can make a move for? Oh, I wouldn't mind uh, Roman Yossi. Be all right, hey? Is he available? Oh, can, we, can we just trade for oh him? Is that, that, is that just easy to pick up, guys like that? It's uh, like a dispersion draft. Everyone gets one predator. Yeah, I'll take Yossi then, first choice. Uh, that's pretty easy. Uh, yeah, the predators just, man, they, they had such high hopes last year when they got uh, Duchesne and whatnot, and they just, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a chemistry thing or they're loving smash Vegas. Uh, I, I don't know what's going on there that this team back to back years have drastically underperformed. Uh, and I don't know if I'd really want any of them because I don't know what's going on in the locker room. Is there an issue there? And they're not talking about who it is. So maybe it is a Victor Everton. Like I can't imagine, but no. just throwing it out there that what if it's one of those malcontents that, wherever they go, they're going to be an issue and you don't want to be uh, stuck with that rotten apple. The thing with Nashville for me is like, it goes to show just how important drafting and developing your own centerman is. Like think there was a five-year stretch there where every centerman that went on the market, it was like Nashville's involved. And what did they do? They gave up Seth Jones to get Johansson, signed him into a big deal. Didn't work. Pay big money for Matt Duchesne. Didn't work. Pay big money for Kyle Turris at one point when they thought he was their answer. Didn't work. Like when you get good centermen, you don't let those guys go. Yeah, no, it's, it's, well, I I can speak from a Leafs fan and just the disaster that has been up the middle for decades. I I can't even say years. It's literally been decades. They had Matt Sundin and absolutely nobody until John Tavares, Austin Matthews. Uh, and that may be disrespectful to some players, but I think they can uh, <laughs> hold that. Uh, Tyler Bozak is the number one center. I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> and and yeah. to point out teams that paid a lot of money for endless amount of centers and never really had the, uh, it, uh, the team never came to fruition was the New York Rangers. Year Dumbass. after year, they would get the Brad Richardson and uh, Brad Richards uh, and, and guys like that. And they just, they just, you know, I, I think they did make a, uh, did they go to the conference finals or did they make it to the cup finals? I, be, I believe against LA. Yeah. So what's that? A, final 2012, 12. Yeah. No. So they, they did make one run, but for the most part, it was year after year where they were in on these big free agents and it just never panned out. So yeah, drafting is, is so paramount and, and the Leafs go back to them. They were so horrible at drafting year over year that, uh, it just left them in no man's land. So yeah, developing, 
strong D and strong centers is, is the path to victory. Uh, you'd mentioned the Leafs there quickly. Let's touch on them here from a betting perspective. The injuries are starting to pile up. Muzzin, Anderson, Jack Campbell has been out for a while. Thornton, I think is out right now too. All those injuries, is that going to lead you to maybe fade the Leafs as they get into a big stretch of games here against the Oilers? Yeah. Well, you had to throw it against the Oilers, didn't you? Yeah. Just in general. Yeah, wow. Hey, that's uh, just the universe working its magic. <laughs> that's right. No, in, in general, uh, I think fading the Leafs or being apprehensive on betting on the Leafs uh, is, is going to be a wise decision. Unders might be a smart play as well. Because not only did you list Muzzin, Anderson, you know, Hutchison is a complete oof, uh, brutal. Uh, he looked okay last night, but that's because they spent most of the time in Calgary's uh, defensive zone. Um, and then last night, Austin Matthews hurt his wrist, had it taped up. Um, you know, if, if he if he has some sort of lingering injury, that just piles on. Wayne Simmons, they're just their, – their power plays looked atrocious over the last two games against Calgary. What are they now? 0-4 – trying to think of what they were last night. Oh, for 14 now on this bit wow. of a run. Uh, and they're still clicking at 29%, which is absolutely insane that you can uh, go on such a dry spell and be up there. But they're just there's a lot of players playing out of their uh, where they are on the depth chart. And uh, they're going to be hurting a little bit for goal scoring uh, in the near future. Uh, they're going up against the Oilers three in a row there. This Oilers team is on a hell of a run right now in terms of value. Like are, are the sports books kind of catching on to just how well they're playing or are the Oilers still a little undervalued? Where, where are they looking? Yeah, I think like specifically tonight, I think they're undervalued at minus minus one forty ish. You know, I, I always thought that, that I said, it, if you go back to what I guess be six or seven episodes when we were previewing this season, said the top two teams are going to be Toronto and Edmonton. And it's, it's finally looking like those are the two, uh, you know, you got the two are arguably the top four players in the North division in uh dry McDavid, Matthews, Marner. So uh, when those four are going up against each other, it's, a, it's definitely exciting to see. And uh, I, I, you saw the Leafs a lot of time here have been minus 180, minus 200, just through the roof numbers and Edmonton hasn't quite got there. So there is definitely value there. They're also the number four best away team in the, uh, in the NHL, as far as money line goes, if you bet a hundred dollars on each of their road games this year, you'd be up a nice $308. Wow. Wow. Oilers looking for their sixth straight road win tonight. Last time they did, that was 1987. Uh, Ooh, back one, to the heydays. One other Canadian team I want to touch on. This has been our big debate. Jay's had yeah. his say. Chalmers has had his. I've had We had former NHLer Jason Strudick as well. Habs fire Julian. Are you a believer in teams getting a bump after they fire their head coach? The data is really split on it. It really is that it's, it's almost a 50, 50 split. And I, I look back at uh, Toronto when they got rid of Babcock and brought in uh, Sheldon Keefe, I believe they lost that first game, but then won an absolute terror. I think they Do you think won I, six or they, seven I, in I a row. Remember, I remember betting like three games in a row after. No, I think they won. I thought they lost the first one, but then went on a tear. I'd have to oh. go back and look, but, yeah. but I, I, I do like Montreal tonight, but, I'm not, I'm not terribly excited about, I don't think Montreal is an overly good team. Uh, I, I just think when you spend $10 million on your goaltender, you, you don't have, you don't have that power up front to score goals. Sure. He can keep the pucks out of the net sort of not, not as much uh, in the last few years that he did uh, when he got the big contract, but Montreal is just not a team that scares me. They're pretty fast, but they're just, they lack the depth to really hang with the big boys, I think, in the North Division. So up against Winnipeg, that's a game. I think Montreal and Winnipeg are very evenly matched, so I don't mind playing Montreal tonight, but I like the over in that one, to be honest. You're our NFL guy. Actually, no, Kino, I'm going to table the NFL question I have for you for just a second. Your favorite <laughs> bets for uh, tonight or maybe even leading into the weekend if we got some early lines coming up, but what do you like tonight? Yeah, I've I've got a I got a bunch actually. I, there's nice. a lot that I like on tonight's Ooh, card. I like it. Start Talk with that us. Montreal Winnipeg game. I, I love the over. I think uh, Dom Ducharme, who you who you know, bring it back to the Halifax Mooseheads there. Back that uh, 12, 13 team that absolutely ran through the Q and the CHL on the way to the Men Cups. 
there was no lack of scoring with that squad. Uh, and so I think we're, I think you're going to see the young guns and Cockney and Suzuki and those guys really start getting more playing time. Cause I think that was much of the issue with Claude Julian, that he didn't have a lot of uh, trust in his younger players wanted to play with the vets. So I think Dom Ducharme is going to put them in bigger roles and let them, let them fly really. Uh, so I like a lot of goals in that one. I like your Oilers tonight, fellas. Let's go. We'll load, the, we'll load that one up. Keep that. What is it? 1987. Yeah. We'll, we'll go with yeah. that streak. And uh, I like an underdog here. It's not a huge underdog, but I like Dallas to win again against uh, Florida. So those are my three right now is the over in the Montreal Winnipeg. I like your Oilers and I like the stars. Now is that go. a parlay you're, you're promoting or is that just, well, I, I guess that's about. what I'm supposed to do now is give a three leg parlay. Cause I hit there two weeks ago. So I yeah. guess that's what everyone wants. The Scott right. Hastings parlay on my sports book. If you take the over in Habs jets, Dallas and Edmonton on the money line, Plus 516 for the Scott Hastings parlay this week. So hopefully people can get to listen to this podcast in time to uh, in time to make that bet. Uh, NFL talk quickly. I got one question for you because I just saw the report that Deshaun Watson is telling the Texans, not a chance. I'm playing another snap for this organization. Is he actually going to be moved? Where does Deshaun Watson go in your opinion, Scott? Well, the, the rumblings and I'm not too keen on it is the Dak Prescott for Deshaun Watson move. And I guess it makes some sense. I don't want it. I think Dak is better than Deshaun Watson. Oh, um, he, and so it's it's an interesting one. I don't know. I oh, Boy, it's it's exciting. I, I think eventually they're going to have to move him because we saw running backs hold out over the last few years. Le'Veon Bell comes to mind and uh, – I, I wouldn't be surprised if Deshaun Watson's like, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm not, uh, I'm not coming back here, especially with JJ Watt leaving or being cut and, and such. Why would he want to stay in Houston? They don't have a first round pick for the foreseeable future. So I don't blame him for wanting to sit out. And I think eventually you, you have to move him. I just don't know what they're going to get back in return for a guy a that has made it known that he doesn't want to come back. That makes it so difficult for the uh, for the team to move on from him. So he will move. I hope he doesn't come to Dallas just because I, I like Dak. Obviously, I'd be fine with him coming, but he's not going to stay in the division. I think he's going to go to the NFC. That's all I got. I don't know. It's a fun there, one. There's no chance he stays, is my opinion. He's leaving. No. Um, and the minute he said that, there there's all these teams that – there's probably 14 teams in the NFL right now that had – looked like like gave like gave given interest to Houston about it and I guarantee you they got 14 phone calls this morning and so when you say that they might knowing that he's unhappy there it doesn't to me that does not matter this guy's so young he's so good that there was rumors that they could get four number ones for him mm-hmm. four number one draft picks it's insanity but somebody will pay it especially now that it's become like it's always been known that the Q, the QB is the most important position on a football team, but now more than ever, a franchise quarterback is so important for everything. And so teams like Denver, like I think even Miami could be in this, you know. And then they wasted a number one on well, no, I don't, I wouldn't say wasted. They used a number one on on Tua, but like there's going to be a lot of suitors for this, and therefore demand and supply, you know, it's. They're going to get a lot. They're going to get a, a lot, a lot for him. Yeah. Well, look at look at Stafford. Yeah. 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 I, I thought I thought that was a great move by the Rams. I've never thought Goff was really that good. When you've got a quarterback that every time he comes to a line of scrimmage, he's staring at his coach to tell him what to do. Uh, it's it's not a good sign for me. I, basically, that was Sean McVay with in Jared Goff's body, and uh, I think Matt Stafford's going to do really well with the Rams. Especially um, with those weapons, it, man. That's it, a hell of an offense. Shut up time. It's put up for shut up time for Stafford now. He's yeah. he's got he's ne- you know other than Calvin Johnson, he's never had an all star wide receiver, and so now he does, and he has like two of them and a and great, a good like, running back and a good and tight a end to target defense. like so good yeah. defense. This is the year, man. Yeah, he 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 has to do something this year, or I think people might start saying, you know, maybe it's a little more than a little bit more Stafford than it was the Lions back then. This is his best coach as well. Yeah. By oh, yeah. far. Yeah. No more right. pencil behind the ear. <laughs> Scott, as always, man, appreciate your time. Thanks for the advice. 
Good luck tonight, fellas. There you go. That is Scott Hastings from Oddshark joining us on the Real Life Podcast. Oddshark.com. All the information you need to make the sharper play. Chalmers, I know you want to hop in with something here, but before you do that, us here at Real Life, we want to improve your life in many different ways. We want you to eat good, a doodle noodle, drink good with Nation Beer and our new friends at Deuce Vodka. Check them out. We want you to look good with Manscaped. We also want you to look good with our friends at Twig and Berries. Twigandberries.ca. Use the promo code NATION15 and you will get 15 percent off your order twig and berries.ca they got their own line of underwear the nutsack brand they got the odr collection which is perfect because it is fine it's probably a little bit too warm for odr season right now but i went to the odr last night there you go it is still odr season so check out their odr line no judgment no shaming no fancy words it's just real men at twig and berries and they sponsor the real life podcast promo code nation 15 gets 15 percent off there you go chalmers what were you gonna say uh, well, I was going to say, I need you to do me a favor because I never get to talk to Scott other than if I was to reach out to him on Twitter, which I just don't want to do. I only get to talk to him on this show and I didn't want to derail as much as I like derailing stuff. I didn't want to derail that last segment, but I want to know if he bets on golf or if he has zero interest in it because leading into the, la- the end of last season, the last golf season and the beginning of this golf season, I have been betting more on golf and I've been following golf more and I'm in more golf pools and I didn't realize how much fun it is for one but it's got to be some of the best odds in sports to bet after like on Saturday morning to bet a winner or to try to hit like five guys on a on a on a Thursday morning like the odds are great and I just wanted to know his take on it and so I don't know anybody in here bet on golf or I like golf. Just the majors. I, I like betting on the majors. Um, it kind of gets my attention because I know I'm going to watch it, uh, and I love it. Yeah, just like that, John. I'll, I'll pick like four people on the uh, on the outset uh, before the tournament starts, and then Saturday, and then Friday, hammer some people. Friday, Saturday, start hammering some people, and then even Sunday morning. Yeah. I can't wait for the yeah, masters I again. That. I had so much fun betting on the masters. I had cool. DJ. So like there's nothing better than when you nail a pick like off the bat and you're watching them Saturday and Sunday. knowing you got like a little bit of skin in the game. I like betting on golf. So yeah. did you guys, have you guys ever heard of something of the curse of the Puerto Rico open? Nope. So the curse of the Puerto Rico open 12 years. Now, if you won the Puerto Rico open has always played the same weekend as the world golf championships, which is this weekend. Um, up until December 5th uh, of last year, because the schedule was a little bit messed up. Um, if you won the Puerto Rico open, you never, you hadn't won another tour event after winning that tournament. And it was ever. just broken ever. There's only one guy who's ever won a tournament after winning the Puerto Rico open in the last 12 Max years. Hola? No, the tournament he won right after that, the Puerto Rico open two years after that. <laughs> The person oh. that just did it in December was Victor Hovland. He broke the curse just this past December. He won another tournament and he has won the Puerto Rico open. So I just thought it was like, I think that kind of stuff is so crazy. Just like, oh, have yeah. you guys ever heard of, have you heard of the, um, uh, the new documentary called the longest shot? No. So the longest shot is about a guy who was, uh, arrested and charged with first degree murder. And, his alibi was that I was at a Dodgers game. Oh, I've and watched so, that. I've watched that documentary. So it's amazing. The the LA the, the 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 defense lawyer scoured video of the LA Dodgers trying to find him in the stands. They couldn't find anything. It just so happened that exact night, Curb Your Enthusiasm was filming a scene in Dodger Stadium, and they just happened to film it in the exact section this guy was in. And when the defense lawyers found out about that, they contacted Larry David and the production company and they asked him for all the videos. And sure as shit, there he was sitting like 10 seats away from Larry David in Dodger Stadium and it cleared his name. It's unbelievable. Wow. And so that's why it's called the longest of shots, right? Would it and still so be good it, now that we know how it ends? 100%. 100%. <laughs> okay. it, it, it's not. No, dude, that was an honest question. I, yeah, no, no, no. And, I, and it's an honest. The honest answer is I haven't seen the documentary, but I heard some guys talking about it. And I believe that you find out that you find out things like early on. Right. In the okay. documentary. I mean, um, you did but, give up the ending. I have seen the documentary. 
Yeah, but it's a. It's, but I mean, I'm actually surprised you guys have never heard this story. No. It's a pretty well known story. I, I just didn't I know just, what the title of it was. I, I oh, well, I I knew I heard about this story like five, three years ago or something like that, and then I just remembered it this morning when I was listening to something else that that they they kind of talked about it that the documentary is out. Well, listen. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Just say just. I know you're editing, and I know just go spoiler alert at the beginning or something. I don't know. <laughs> Nah. Tell everybody that's a spoiler. <laughs> okay, spoiler alert. And yeah, my apologies for the spoiler. Ross alert. and Rachel get but back together it... in the final episode. By the way, really, I've yeah. never watched Friends. I didn't know that. Oh, oh, oh. oh. yeah. Well, shame on you, Ram Chuck. Actually, on that one. Ah, not a big Friends guy. Jerry Seinfeld dies at the end of Seinfeld. Yeah, that's how Seinfeld dies. <laughs> yeah, so, with Jerry yeah. dead. Yeah. <laughs> mob style attack yeah that's yeah. <laughs> kramer that does it all right <laughs> episode 259 of the real life podcast brought to you by oodle noodle man some juicy oodle noodle info at the top there i can't wait to walk to an oh, oodle noodle in St. Albert. actually i have another announcement we i want to make because fuck it oilers nation nation real life listeners you have been along the ride since the longest because oilers nation started all the way in 2007 so I feel like it's important to always let you to be first to know. And your Remchuk, you're probably going to be mad I'm going to do this because you're involved with the launch of this new property that we're launching. Oh. Uh, and we're doing a formal announcement probably about it tomorrow uh, that you'll see on all our other channels. But I want to let everyone know on the real life side and on the Others Nation side because they've been with us since absolutely day one. Holy shit. <laughs> well, I just, I want to show a lot of respect to the listeners. We have formed a partnership with John Scott, NHL all-star hockey fights legend. He is bringing his podcast, dropping the gloves over to the nation network. It's going to be the official podcast of hockeyfights.com. And I couldn't be more excited about it. Your M Chuck cool. is going to be, the executive producer behind the behind the scenes, making sure that it, it comes out and sounds great. Um, but for us, this is exciting. We've got like an so just, NHL or a former NHL joining the network. It's great. Just for everybody, everybody keeping score, the stable of podcasts is now dropping the mitts or dro- dropping, dropping the, gloves. the gloves with John Scott. ODR, yep. what is it? ODR? DFO Rundown with Frank Saravalli yeah. and Jason Greger. Nation yeah. Real Life, Oilers Nation Radio, Oilers Nation Pre-Game Podcast, Canucks Conversation, Flames Live with Pat Steinberg. I don't think I'm missing any podcasts. Send Sends Chirp. Sends Chirp. And I've been told by Wanye that this for, will forever be the flagship podcast. So I appreciate Hey, boys, we're, we're doing it. We're doing it. We're the flagship yeah. podcast. In the Nation we're the Network. pillar. We're the pillar we're that the all pillar. the podcasts are we're, built around. We're the Oilers we podcast that's so good that it'll attract a, a Leafs fan. If yeah. you were to have a triangle, we would be at the top and they would all be underneath us. Except for <laughs> Owen Radio. Yeah. You guys are... You you're guys just looking at it from the wrong angle. Then you just flip it and then they're actually on the top <laughs> and we're at the bottom. No. <laughs> all right. This has been it's episode so 259. Thanks for listening. Uh, Don't forget, leave us a review. We love the five-star reviews. Help us have our most downloaded month ever on the Real Life Podcast. It's been a blast. Shout out to Struddy. Shout out to Scott Hastings from Odd Trek as well. Shout out to Chalmers, Jay, and Bagmilk for giving me an hour of their time. I'm Tyler Rumchick. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you again on Monday. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.